You're perfect. Okay. Says the Mishnah. Yeah, perfect. Mishnah, Lamechesim, and Aleph. Says the Mishnah. So, we started talking last night how to take Lulav, and we, uh, we discussed taking Lulav during Halal, and now, says the Mishnah, Mishabobaderach, somebody that comes from the road, somebody that comes from a trip, and didn't take Lulav when the rest of us take Lulav. So the rest of us take Lulav first thing in the morning. This guy was uh, busy, he was out of town, he was on the plane, and he shows up at home sometime later during the day. And he did not have with him, when he was traveling, a lulav with which to take. When he comes home, he should take lulav on his table. What does it mean on his table? Rashi says before you eat. Which means, you know, you come home, it's already late, it's already time to eat, you're hungry. Sorry. You got to take lulav al shulchanai on your table before you, um, before you uh, eat. You have to, and even if you started your soon you remember you didn't take lulav, you have to take lulav before you eat. Says the Gemara. Um... Says the Gemara, and in general, if a person didn't take lulav in the morning, he could take lulav in the afternoon, because the entire day is kashalululav. It's not even though we read in the last Mishnah that a person should shake his lulav during Hallel, and therefore one may have gotten the impression from the last Mishnah that you better shake lulav first thing in the morning by shachris, by halal, says the Mishnah now, it's not limited to that. Of course, that's preferable. It's not limited to that. And if you got home later, you can take lulav all day. Okay. So now we're going to get into a sugya that's a stira between our Gemara and a Mishnah and Shabbos. Amrit, you said you take lulav on your table, which means that if a person came home, started eating the suda, started eating lunch, and remembered that he did not yet take lulav, he should stop his meal in the middle. I don't care if your suda is going to get cold. You stop your meal in the middle, and you take lulav in the middle of the day. Lemembra the mifsik. You see from here that you stop a meal because you shouldn't have started it. You should have taken care of your mitzvah obligation before you started the meal. And since you started the meal so-called illegally, you started the meal extra legally, you must stop your meal in middle of the meal because you should not have started to eat. And therefore, we're like, so to speak, going to punish you that if you started the meal without Doing your mitzvah first, stop the meal. I don't care if it makes the food cold, it's not kishmak, to stop a meal in the middle, too bad. You started illegally, you gotta stop. Okay. Well, that's what we're gonna discuss right now. 
That's what we discussed right now. Meaning, we have one precedent for this in Shas, is, is Mincha. So the Mishnah in Shabbos and Dafyod. So the Gemara there, the Gemara there compares Mincha to Kriyashma. Um, but Kriyashma, it, it's like less of a conflict with a meal because you've got to say Kriyashma about a fourth hour. So like, you know, like, I don't know, they weren't like some of the breakfast those days. So like, it was like, what meal would like Kriyashma really be, be a conflict with? Like, you know, by the time lunch rolls around, you got it done or you didn't. But the Gemara there does discuss Meyer of Kriyashma and Sapper. I think they're going to get like when you're early Shabbos to make Christian. Yes, 100%. So the, 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 you have to stop your yeah. meal, right? You stop your meal, no? You don't. Um, it, it, well, it depends. That, oh, it's, if you didn't start your meal, yes. Right. So if right. you didn't start your meal, you have to do it. Once you start your meal, you don't stop your meal. Um, and you're even allowed to start your meal if you make a shimer. Um, so, you know, like you could set an alarm clock or you can make a shimer. Um, and like we do this all the time. Like tonight, I bet you you did it. Which means, which means tonight, when, when Shkia nowadays, like uh, 5.30ish, right? So you can recreation, well, let's just say recreation around 6. What time do you start supper tonight? Without getting too personal, right? 6.30, right. 6.40, 7, right? right? Well, hey, you have to recreation. Terrence says you're diving your minion kavod. You know, you plan to dive in 8.15, 9.15, 10.15. Right. So therefore you're allowed to. So to the Gemara there asks this kasha. The Gemara there asks this kasha. And, you know, gets into Drabana de Rice. We'll see if that'll happen here. Says the Gemara, remember the Mifsik, you have to stop a meal? Veraminu. Let me ask you a steerer. In Hischilu, if they started to if they started um, lunch or they started any of the Mishnah's any of the things the Mishnah asserts. So the Mishnah says Friday afternoon before the uh, before Mincha, a person should not go in to get a haircut, a person should not start a dintaira, a person should not start a meal, etc., etc., before he daven to mincha, or any day, or any day mincha, because you have, you have to daven mincha, if you started any of them, so, Friday afternoon, you should not, or any afternoon, you should not start a haircut. But if you start a haircut, you don't have to stop for mincha. You should not start a suda. But if you start a suda, you don't have to stop it for mincha. Etc., etc. And yet here, we make you stop your meal. So that is the stira, that is the stira we're asking. We're asking a stira that our Gemara says you stop a meal because you didn't do Lulav and Esrig. And by Mincha, we do not make you stop your meal, even though you started it just as illegal. Let's say you started a meal at three in the afternoon. You started your meal just as illegally. You didn't have a mincha yet. We do not make you stop your meal. So the Swasemis points out a very interesting thing over here. Swasemis says, I can answer this kasha very easily, that we know by all mitzvahs, there's a din's reason like demon. So you, by not shaking rule of this second, are violating zrizen like demon. Right now, you're violating Zeus and Makdim, and it's bad enough you didn't do it at 8 in the morning. You know, it's already 3 in the afternoon, and, and then you sit down to lunch. So you violated Zeus and Makdim. So I could hear why we come down hard on the guy. By Mincha, is there any Din Zeus and Makdim? Get it in Forshkia. Like, what am I doing wrong? So says the Svasemis, from the fact that the Gemara even asks this question, we see 
that there is an Indian of Zrizin Makdimin for Mincha as well. And unless you have another Cheshben, you should, there is a Din to Daven Mincha as soon as possible after the start of the time of Mincha. It's in general Machlech between the Gra, the Rishanim, should you Daven Mincha Gdel or should you not Daven Mincha Gdel. But says the Sasemes, you see from the fact that the Gemara entertains a stira that there is an Indian of Zrizin Makdimin by Mincha as well and not just by Lulav. Otherwise, the Gemara wouldn't even ask this question. So, we have a steer on our hands. By Lulav, the Gemara tells him, Misha tells you, stop your meal. And by Mincha, the Gemara over there says, listen, you shouldn't have started, but we're not going to make you stop. Omar Reb Safra, says Reb Safra, Leikasha, Hadeika Shahos Piyayim, Hadeleka Shahos No steer. We would say the same thing by both. Just talking in different cases. Talking in different cases. Which means there's a meal and then there's a meal. Which means, let's say you sit down at three in the afternoon to a meal. So how long does a meal take? A meal takes an hour, even if it's like, you know, a long lunch. So by four in the afternoon, you're done. You still have two hours till Shkia. So that's the case that we tell you don't stop. And we would tell you the same thing by Mincha or by Lulav. When there's time, don't stop. When there's time, don't stop. But let's say a person started a meal at 5.15. So we're gonna listen, you're going to start this meal at 5.15. And by the time you finish with the whole meal, it's going to be after Shkia. Then we would tell you for both to stop. So says the Gemara, a very nice text, that there's no difference between Mincha and Lulav. There is no difference between Mincha and Lulav. We would tell you the same psak by both of them. The reason we find different psakim is because we're talking in different situations. But this situation would be true by both. The Mishnah and Shabbos happens to be talking by Mincha, but the reason we don't make you stop has nothing to do with Mincha per se, it's that there's plenty of time. The Mishnah in Sukkah that tells you to stop, it happens to be said by Lulav, but it's not talking by Lulav per se, it's not talking by Lulav per se, we would tell you to stop anything. You know why? Because it's mamish bumping up against Shkia. Says the Gemara, so now, what we have over here, and this is what we're going to do till the next Mishnah, we have over here a question and an answer. Now, whenever you have a question and an answer, you admit that the question is a good question. Meaning, if somebody asks you an absurd question, you don't entertain them with an answer. You know, you have like, you know, when did you stop stealing? I'm not minded to the question. So you ask me a question. Oh, there's a steer between Mincha and Lulav. Kasha. Thought about the Kasha, and I entertain the Kasha, and I answer you, and I answer you. Oh, this is one. Allah is true by both. This is when I have time. You don't have to interrupt your meal. This is when I don't have time. You don't interrupt your meal. So I'm agreeing to you on a lot of fronts. I'm number one agreeing to you. It's a very good comparison between Mincha and Lulav. It's a fair comparison. Therefore, your question is fair, and therefore, I'm going to give you an answer. So, the fact that we have a question and we have an answer agrees 
presupposes, admits that that's a good comparison. To which the Gemara says, Oh my Rava, my Kasha. Who says it's even a Kasha? Why are you even agreeing to the premise of the question? My Kasha. Dilma. Hadaraisa, Hadarabonan. One is Daraisa and one is Drabonan. Which means, no, I don't agree to the premise of your question. And therefore, I am not giving you an answer. You're pointing out a discrepancy between Lulav and Mincha. By Lulav, we make you interrupt your Suda, and by Mincha, we do not make you interrupt your Suda. And you ask me this question, and you know what? It's not even a question. I'm not giving you an answer. It's not even a question. By Durabonan, we're just not that nervous about it. We're not that upset at you for doing that. So we're not going to make you interrupt your suda. We're not going to make you interrupt your suda. So listen, it's mincha, it's a drabonan, and that's why we don't make you interrupt your suda. By lulav, you have a chiv deraisa to shake your lulav. There's a chiv deraisa upon you, and you violated a chiv deraisa, you postponed the chiv deraisa, and therefore I'm sort of punishing you by making you interrupt your suda. I am not agreeing to your question. Now let's take a little break over here before we go back to it. Because this Gemara is extremely fundamental in a total another sugya, which I don't know if we should be doing or should be doing, but we have half a half so we can do it. You know there's a big, big machlek between the Ramban and the Ramban. If tefillah is direct or tefillah is drabban. The Ramban Famous Ramban holds that there is no mitzvah deraisa to daven every day. There's no mitzvah deraisa to daven every day. The Ramban says the mitzvah of tefillah in the Torah is that if there's an ace tsara on Kali Yisrael, then you have to daven. There's a chiv deraisa. So if there's ever an ace tsara, I remember on 9-11, the, the, um, the Moshe Rotberg was screaming at the Rabbi Feldman, who was like in his job for a week. That uh, he didn't stop Seder to Davin. And he said, this is, I remember screaming, This is the Ramban, it's a Daraisa now. So, like, you know, like when there's an Ace Tsara, the Ramban says that's what the Torah means. When you're faced with a, a serious situation, then you have to Davin. But on your average day, when there's nothing that serious going on, there's no existential threat, so no tefillah. That's the Ramban, and of course we know, Aravaik of you should Davin three times a day, but it's totally the Ramban. The Rambam says that no, there is a chiv deraisa to daven every day. So the famous machlekes Ramban and Rambam in the Sefer Mitzvahs, in the Shrashim of the Sefer Mitzvahs, where the Rambam paskins tefillah is deraisa, and the Rambam paskins that generally tefillah is drabonon, except by an Tzara, which, you know, we're not talking about right now. And this Gemara is one of the Ramban's strong proofs. That the Gemara says over here, why are you even bothering to compare Lulav to Minche? Lulav is Dairaisa. Tfila is Drabana. Says the Ramban, you see from this Gemara that I'm right and you're wrong, Ramban. That it says over here, Tfila is Dairaisa. So says the Ramban. Now, this Ramban's kasha is a pliatsuma. 
the pliatsu. The Rambam never said minchas deraisa. The Rambam said davening once a day is deraisa. This is a big nafkamina for women. That women, if you only have, the Rambam holds, you have to daven once a day. So it's not a mitzvah sesay to shazman grum. You just got to get in one tefillah within 24 hours. So it's not a mitzvah sesay shazman grum, which is why women, we Paskin women have to daven once a day. So, ah, your grandmother didn't daven. Right, so they say that your grandmother, she davened all day. Didn't say she had to say Shemar Esrei. You know, she was like, you know, please, Akash make the kugel come good. Make the, you know, make, you know, catch this cockroach and kill it. You know, like, the, the grandmother's davened all day. But there, that, this Rambam is the source that women have to because it's not a mitzvah, because the Rambam never said you must daven three times a day, Dairaisa. No one thinks that's Dairaisa. The Rambam says you have to daven once a day, Dairaisa. So then, the shail is, what on earth is the Ramban asking on the Rambam? The Ramban is asking, oh, you see over here, it's Drabana. You see Tfilah's Drabana. And the Rambam's wrong. Of course the Rambam agrees Tfilah's Drabana over here. Everyone agrees Mincha's Drabana. No one, including the Rambam, thinks that Mincha's Dairaisa. You have to daven once a day. You have to daven once a day to say that the Rambam is wrong because it says that it calls the fact that the Gemara and Shabbos says you eat lunch during Mincha, he's violating the Rambam. The Rambam has absolutely no problem with that Gemara. And, and how could the Rambam, how could the Rambam nail the Rambam from that Gemara? More than he didn't answer. The Gemara didn't answer. No, we're talking about Tefillah Daraisa. I mean, if there's such a thing. Oh, so, so the Archlaner says, the Archlaner says, the Ramban, what the Ramban means is that the Gemara just says, Hadaraisa, Hadrabana. The Gemara is like dismissive of Tefillah. As like the entire concept is Drabana. The Archlaner says, the Ramban meant, the Ramban didn't mean to ask this Gemara that Mincha is Drabana. The Ramban meant that the Gemara says, how are you comparing Lulav to Tefillah? The concept of Lulav is Dairaisa, and the concept of Tefillah is Drabonan. That, Darach Lener says, is the, uh, is the Ramban's cash on the Ramban. We'll spare that, we won't go back to it tonight. But, I'll just tell you a quick word. Oh. But I don't have, it's not a chassidish brand name. Okay, I'll bear. I'll bear with it. <laughs> but it's not like a different way, really different way. I'll spare you that. Um, the the Torah says in the beginning of the expression by Yisma Yisrael, and Yisrael heard everything that Akharish Baruch did for Klai Yisrael, etc. Rashi says in the famous Rashi, Ma Shmua Shama Uba. Ma Shmua Shama Uba. Aaron's my conscience. So he, he nails me whenever I say anything ever. <laughs> I repeat anything ever, our knows. Um, so, so Yisrael says, so Rashi says, Mashmur Shamuba. What? What did Yisrael hear? Now, this Rashi off the bat is Shvar. Because the Torah says, everything Hashem did for them. The Pasik says in that Pasik, Yisrael heard everything Hashem did. So, what do you mean, Mashmur Shamuba? So right off the bat, Rashi is Shvar. And then Rashi picks two things. Rashi says he heard, 
He heard Kriyas Yamsuf Umelchemes Amalek. That's it. What about the Marcus? What about Yitzhak Mitzrayim? Why those? What's Pshanan's Rashi? Rashi says Yisrael. After the Pasik says Yisrael heard everything Hashem did, Rashi said he heard. What did he hear that caused him to come? He heard Kriyas Yamsuf Umelchemes Amalek. What's the Pshan? Someone said like this. Pshat is, Yisrael was, this Rashi's not saying Yisrael came because of the miracles. This Rashi is saying, Yisrael came because of Klal Yisrael's reaction. Because of Klal Yisrael's reaction. Klal Yisrael's reaction to specifically Kriyas Yamsuf and Melchemes Amalek. What does that mean? Because if you look at it, Kriyas Yamsuf and Melchemes Amalek are diametrically opposed. By Kriyas Yamsuf, HaKadosh Baruch Hu asked us specifically, sit back and watch as Yeshua Hashem. Hashem yilochim lochem v'atem tacharishim. Hashem will fight for you and you will be silent. Specifically, HaKadosh Baruch Hu asked us by Kriyas Yamsuf, sit back and watch. Don't do a thing. Which was basically what Akash Baruch Hu did for the entire Makis. No one had to participate in the Makis. So Klai Yisrael were used to Akash Baruch Hu doing everything for us. Hisyatsu Sit back and watch. All of a sudden, right after Kriyas Yamsuf, they were faced with, in the last week's parsha, they were faced with Vayavay Amalek. What did Akash Baruch Hu do? He told them, Say Hilachim Ba'amalek. No, do something. Go, form an army. <laughs> form an army and go fight against Amalek. Go fight against Amalek. Now, Klai Yisrael could have been confused. Klai Yisrael could have, they were, they were being tested here. All of a sudden, Hakash Baruch was asking them to change their their matzah, their status, their participation. That Karsh Baruch right over here, at this point, is asking them from switching, asking them to switch from being passive and just receiving nisim to being active and needing to do a hishtablus and expecting a Karsh Baruch to just take care of what they can't take care of after they put in their hishtablus. And they knew a Karsh Baruch could take care of it. Look what he did in the Yamsah. So you're asking Klai Yisrael, who had just witnessed HaKadosh Baruch Hu doing everything for them, to all of a sudden having to fight for themselves. And then, what they can't accomplish on their own, Vayilach Esh Yisrael, Samalak and HaKadosh Baruch Hu took care of the rest. All of a sudden, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was asking Klai Yisrael, you got to do your own, you got to make Eshtadus, I'll take care of the rest, but you got to make Eshtadus. And Klai Yisrael did it beautifully. Klal Yisrael took this Nisayim, took this challenge, and went from a nation that is used to HaKadosh Baruch Hu doing everything for, for you. Hashem Yilochim Lachem, Ba'atem Tacharishon, Hashem will fight for you and you're, you're silent, to Tzei Yilochim Ba'amolek. Go fight and do what you have to do, and HaKadosh Baruch will take care of the rest. And, Akash, and Klal Yisrael transitioned. That's what Yisrael saw. Ma'ashmu Hashem Shama. 
Kriyas Yamsuf Umilchemes Amalek. Rashi's not highlighting these two Nisim. The Pasuk already said, Yisra saw all the Nisim. Rashi's highlighting Klal Yisrael's transition from, the, from this nace to that nace. Klal Yisrael's ability to pivot from being a nation that was used to Akash Baruch doing everything for them, Hashem Yulachim Lachem, pivoting, switching on a dime to Hashem and still doing it and still having a Muna that after we put in our Kaychas, after we do our Chelek, Hashem Yulachim Lachem, Hashem will all fix the rest for you. That is what got Yisrael to go. That's what Rashi's talking about. So, so we started a Mishnah on Thursday night. And uh, I guess it can't hurt to do it again quickly. Misha Boba Somebody that comes from a trip. Now, which now sounds pretty coincidental. We will show that it's very vital soon. Later. And while he was on the trip, while he was on the road, he was away, he did not have a lulav to shake. Lito, to take. Likashi kanas lebeisai. When he comes home to his house, yitayl al shulchanek, he should take on his table. And what that means, we said, is that for sure you gotta shake before you eat. That's ugly. No sitting down to eat until you shake lulu. But that's hush. It's even more than that. If let's say you sit down, your wife pours you a bowl of hot soup, your mom is ready to dig in. And then, like your little kids in Tanti, you didn't shake Lulav yet. You must stop. You must abandon your soup. You must interrupt the meal, as impolite as it is. And you must <coughs> shake Lulav there. And that's going to be our sugya that we're going to discuss, that this is very, very severe. That a consequence for not taking a mitzvah, for not doing a mitzvah before the meal, you must interrupt your meal. I don't care. And that's going to be the topic that we're going to discuss. And then, the Mishnah says... In general, if a person did not take lulav in the morning, he took in our bind, should take in the afternoon. Because lulav is a mitzvah, like all mitzvahs of yoyim, it's better to do it the first thing in the morning, but it's definitely acceptable to do it the entire day. So now, the Gemara asks a question. And as we will see, the sugya is, is it a valid question? So asks the Gemara, Asks the Gemara. Amrit, you just said, You have to take it on your table, which means, says the Gemara, remember as if to say, You stop. Meaning, yes, you interrupt your meal. I don't care how unsightly it is, how pain in the neck it is. You stop your meal. Stop your meal because you didn't do a mitzvah when you should have. Vramini, and I'll ask you a stira. It says if a person should daven minche, but didn't, you know, it's today at 12.48, one was able to daven minche. Starting at 12.48 this morning, this afternoon, someone was able to daven minche. A person skipped minche at 12.48, should have daven minche, 
comes to 30, he sits down and eats a suda, and he's in the middle of the suda, his kid says, hey, Tati, you forgot to daven minchem. He says, don't worry, I'll catch the shki, and then I'll go daven at 5.30. And go, don't worry, continue your meal. The, the Gemara says, in his chilu, if you started your meal, ain't mafsikin, you don't stop. And the, the, the reason it's plural is because the Gemara over there has a whole list of things. Taking a haircut. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's Kedida. Never mind. <laughs> Says the Gemara, All these things you shouldn't start. You shouldn't start a haircut. You shouldn't start a dintaira. You shouldn't start a meal. But if you started, we do not stop. So here's our question. That's our question. Our question is that by Mim, the halacha is don't start. You really should be down in the before you start this meal, etc. But if you started, okay, just finish the meal. And here we say, no, don't start. Don't eat until you shake lulav. And if you started, you still have to stop. So we have a stira in between these two psalkim. Do you have to interrupt your meal because you started it illegally? Or are you able to finish your meal? That's the shayla. That's the stira. And we have an answer to the stira. Amr psafra, leikasha, very simple answer. One is when there's time left in the day, and one is where there is no time left in the day. Which means, if you start a meal, and so today, today, last night, my one at 6.47, so I think today she is 5.48, right? So let's, well, yeah, Marsh. It's marvelous shops. 60 minutes after school. Oh, you know the late guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so our kids are... Yeah, since Shraggy's not here, we'll leave that on, on touch. Um, yeah. Um, so, so, like this. You sit down to a meal at 5.25, 5.30. So then, there's no steer. I don't care what we're talking about. I don't care if we're talking about Mincha. I don't care if we're talking about Lulav. You're in trouble, man. Stop. Stop. Get up from your meal, get away from the table, and do what you got to do. Be it mincha, be it lulav. Stop. Because you're going to bump into shkiyah. But, if you're eating, like we said before, a 2.30 meal, so I don't care about lulav or mincha, don't worry about it. Finish your meal. You shouldn't have started, but finish your meal. So says the Gemara, I answered your question, which means there's no difference between lulav and mincha. There's no difference. There's no difference in Lulav and Mincha. You shouldn't have started either. And we'll allow you to finish either, provided there's time left in the day. If there's no time left in the day, you're going to bump into Shkia. We will make you stop either. So that is the first step in the Gemara, which means you asked a question, and I answered you. Now, we said on Thursday, answering a question is admitting it's a good question. If I answer your question, I'm acknowledging to you, okay, very good point, let me try to answer it, which is what I did over here. It's a great comparison between Mincha and Lulav. You had a full right to ask me that question. Very valid comparison. And in fact, I'm going to so much agree to your comparison, I'm going to say, you're right, the din is the same by both of them, and the way to answer the theorist is that it's talking about different circumstances, but Taka, Mincha, and Lulav are the same. 
are the same. Great comparison. And in fact, the halacha is the same by both of them. And when we interrupt your meal for mincha, we will interrupt your meal for lulav. We interrupt your meal for lulav. We will interrupt your meal for mincha. And we will let you finish your meal for mincha. We will let you finish your meal for lulav. We will finish your meal for lulav. We will let you finish your meal for mincha. It's the exact same. Great comparison. And I agree to your comparison. Which the Gemara says, on my Rava, says Rava, my kasha. No. No, I'm not agreeing to your question, and therefore I don't even need to give the answer that you gave her, Safra. I'm disagreeing with the question, I'm disagreeing with the comparison, disagreeing with the premise. My cushion, who gave you the right to ask that question by making that comparison? Dilma Hadaraisa Hadrabanam. It's a horrible comparison. You're asking me a question why I'm so harsh with you by Lulav? And so lenient with you by mincha? Why I make you interrupt your meal by lulav and I do not make you interrupt your meal by mincha? That's a bad question. You shouldn't have asked it. So the, the, lulav, the, the Rambam in the Rambam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lulav is derisa. Mincha is drabanam. Yeah, You violated derisa. You're a terrible person. I'm going to ruin your meal. You violated drabanam. Oh, listen, please, you know, when you get a chance, please make it up. That, that explains the difference in attitude. So, not only am I not going to answer your question, not only am I not going to answer your question, I'm going to tell you you're, you're wrong for comparing them in the first place. Don't ask me such a question. Lula, which is derisa, gets such a response, interrupt your meal. <coughs> and, and Mincha, that gets a different response because Mincha is only derabana, and so of course you don't interrupt your meal for Mincha. That's the answer to the question. The bad question. So we start my suit at 5.30? According to Rava, I should not stop. Yeah, in other words, in other words listen. Halacha won't tell you to stop. I trust you're going to do the right thing. in <laughs> Or, you know, at least in this building within 20 minutes after Shkia. But, um, but I trust you're going to do the right thing. But you want to know what Halacha has to say to you? You're on your own. Mashenkin, by Lulav, I don't care what you're doing on your own. I'm going to yank you out of there. You gotta shake the now. Regardless what time it is. Yeah, 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 exactly. At one in the afternoon and a five thirty in the afternoon. The Shiva Bagarak makes it sound like the washroom of like the on the road it's uh, like a hell of light or something. Oh uh, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. Which you're being Mahavanta Gemara, but you're wrong from another Gemara which is Tysis's Kasha. Well it's Tysis because we had before when we went about yeah, okay, fine. So that, the Gemara will end up there. The Gemara will end up there, yes. Yes. So, okay, I'm sorry for asking such a bad question. Lamaisa, Lamaisa, did give such an answer. So, if, if my question was so stupid, then what was Rapsafra answering? So now we have to do like a little like forensic, little forensic exercise. We have to go back and figure out, you know, if, if that question is just like a horrible question, what are you comparing Lulav and Sukkah? Uh, Lulav Mincha, come on. So if that is a bad question and, and warrants no answer, so now we have to go backwards. We have to think of a question that it's, you have no time left answers. We have this answer hanging out there. This is where you have time left. This is where you have no time left. Okay, so what question was that answering? If my question's so stupid, what question was that answering? So says the Gemara, 
If you want to ask a question that that would be the answer to, then this would be a much more appropriate question. If you had a kasha, this would be your kasha. We said in the Mishnah, the ratio of the Mishnah, whatever case it's talking about, and it's talking about Lulov, says you interrupt. The first case the Mishnah says, interrupt your meal. Interrupt your meal. Alma You see you interrupt your meal. Now, trust me, I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm not going to compare Mincha. That's just a terrible thing to do. But I still have a kasha for you. And then the Mishnah itself says, if a person didn't take in the morning, don't worry. Don't interrupt anything. Don't get nervous. Carry on your day. Carry on your meal. Carry on whatever you're doing. And you tell Ben Arabayim. Just make sure to take four shkiyah. We see, we do not stop. So that is the question. That is the question, and and the answer is Omar Rup Safra, and this is where Rup Safra said his answer. Om Rup Safra, like Kasha, not Shver, Hadika Shos Biyayim, Hadaleka Shos Biyayim. There, Rup Safra said, that's how you answer, that's how you reconcile the ratio to the Savior. The ratio is mashma. You must interrupt your meal. That's where there's no time left in the day. You're bumping up against Shkia. It's 5.30 already. And the place where the Sefer said, eh, don't worry about it. Take it now. Take it later. Don't worry about it. Was talking when there's plenty of time left during the day. Oh, so now I feel good because now I have Rapsafra's answer going on a real live question. Tushimar says, no, no. The question you asked also is not the question you asked also is not warranting of Rosafra's answer. No, I have an easier answer for your question. Dilma <coughs> We always know in Halacha there's two levels, there's two bars. There's what's the best thing to do, and then there's a lower level. <coughs> Listen, I'm not gonna force you, but it's okay. Mitzvah, l'charchila, versus b'diyevet. Says the Gemara, I'm there, my gosh. Dilma, maybe the Rasha that says, the Rasha that says, you have to interrupt your meal, is mitzvah, l'afsukit. It's the right thing to do. V'ilay pasik, but I can't force you, and therefore I come to the halacha of the seifa that since I didn't force you, if you didn't take it in the morning, take it later in the day. Which means, you want me to reconcile the, the ratio of the Seifa? I don't have to use your Safra's chilek of Ika Shos like a Shos. You want me to reconcile the ratio of the Seifa? Very simple. The ratio that says you should stop, yeah, it's the right thing to do. It's definitely the mitzvah in Amokhar. It's the right thing to do. So, for instance, if a guy wants to do the right thing, he didn't take lulav at chakras, he's sitting eating breakfast in a sukkah, and he remembers, oh, shoots, I didn't take lulav, the right thing to do is to stop. No one's going to tell you you have to, 
You don't have to. It's the right thing to do, but you don't have to. It's a mitzvah, but you don't have to. And therefore, that's when we bring in the case of the seifa. That's when we bring in the halacha of the seifa. That, if you didn't do it in the morning, you can do it all day. And that's how to reconcile the ratio and the seifa. And there's no reason to invoke ripsafra. So you struck out twice. Ripsafra is not the answer to the steerer between lulav and mincha. That's Teres and Durabon. Ripsafra is not the answer to the Reisha and the Sefer. The answer to the Reisha and the Sefer is one, is it's a mitzvah. It's the proper thing to do. It's the better thing to do. And the Sefer is the bottom line, what you have to do. So, so far, you've tried two questions that you wanted Ripsafra to answer, and it's wrong on both. There's no need to bring in Ripsafra in the Reisha, and there's no need to bring in Rup Safra in, in the case of Lulav and Minchen. So says the Gemara, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer, I'm going to show you how to use Rup Safra. <coughs> Let's go back to the stira between Mincha and Lulav. Our Mishnah says, by Lulav, you interrupt your meal. And, and the case by Mincha says, by mincha, you do not interrupt your meal. Okay? It's a stira. The answer is, like Rav Safra said, when you're bumping up against Shkia, you interrupt everything. When you're not bumping up against Shkia, you don't interrupt anything. You asked me on this, last time I tried saying this, <coughs> you asked me, who's asking a kashik to interrupt on and a deraisa? The reason you interrupt by lulav is because it's deraisa. The reason you don't interrupt by Minchas, because it's Durabonus, why are you even asking this? The answer to that is, Lulav is not always Dairaisa. Lulav is not always Dairaisa. In fact, Lulav is only Dairaisa once a year, on the first day of Sukkot. The next seven days, the next six days of Lulav is Durabonus. So we can very well have a stira between our Mishnah by Lulav, Durabonon, meaning day two through seven, our Mishnah is Lulav, Durabonon, and it says you interrupt your meal, and the case by Mincha says you do not interrupt your meal. So now I have a legitimate question. I have a fair question. Do not say, oh, what kind of horrible questions, and one is Dairais and one is Durabonon, because we're talking about Lulav day two through seven, when it too <coughs> is Durabonon. So now I have a real stira between two Durabonons. <coughs> two Durabonons. That by Lulav, day two through seven, which is Durabonon, the halacha is interrupt. By Mincha, which is Durabonon, the halacha is don't interrupt. That's a good stira. And to that, I'm invoking Reb Safra. Interrupt when you're going to bump up to Shkia. Don't interrupt when you're not. And that is the question and the answer that Reb Safra said. El Amr Zeira Elam Kedamrina Mekar. The way we said it at first is true. And that is the stira that Reb Safra is coming to answer. That our Mishnah says you interrupt your meal. And the Gemara and Shabbos says you do not interrupt your meal for Mincha. And Reb Safra answered, well, you always interrupt when you're up against Shkia. You never interrupt when you're not up against Shkia. You asked me, what kind of horrible question is that? No, it's not. 
Here, the case of Lulav is a case of Lulav Drabonon, which means day two and on. Dekanami, the proof is also Mitakatoni, like it says in the Mishnah, Mishabob Aderech, a person that's coming on a trip. Now, when can a person go on a trip? If you think we're talking about the region, when Lulav would have been Drabonon, Mishari, is it permissible to go on a trip? It's also to go on a trip on the first day, on the first day of Sukkot. Therefore, you see I'm correct that there is a steerer. By Lulav it says, interrupt your meal. By, by Mincha it says, do not interrupt your meal. <laughs> why am I asking you, why is it even a steerer? I'll tell you why it's a steerer. It's a steerer because they're both Drabona. I Lulav's Deiraisa? No, it's not. Lulav is not Deiraisa on the first day, on the second day and onwards. Therefore, it's a legitimate stira. It's a legitimate stira. You have no ready answer. And this is where Reb Zera reserved his answer for. And Reb Zera says, and this is the halacha, that if... Now, so it comes out a very, very interesting thing. Which means, the halacha isn't... The halacha isn't... You've got to dive in mincha before shkir. Nothing you have to interrupt your meal. So in other words, this is why the Gemara, and if Reb Safra was just saying, we'll just make sure to get it in before Shkia, then we wouldn't have such a reservation to say Reb Safra. If you notice, we've just spent the whole Ahmed trying to avoid Reb Safra. Why are we so keen on ditching Reb Safra? Because Reb Safra is saying a very cool thing. Reb Safra is not saying before Reb Safra is saying as follows. How long, <laughs> it's a funny question to answer, does supper take in your house every night? <laughs> Four minutes? <laughs> eight, eight minutes? Right? How long does supper take before you know, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go? Let's say like you're like normal classy people and supper takes 45 minutes. So, you know, yeah soup, and you have like a normal dinner conversation that doesn't involve a food site, right? So, supper takes 45 minutes. So on a night like that, let's, let's just say for a minute, shkia was 5.45 tonight. Which means like this. If you start your meal at 5 o'clock, and you didn't have a mincha, Herb Sanford says, you've got to stop your meal. He doesn't say, he doesn't say, don't worry, be mindful of shkia. Be mindful of Mincha. That takes nothing to say. We wouldn't fight against Reb Safra. Reb Safra saying, Ika shows beyond, if the activity you're engaged in will end before Shkia, then by, by everywhere, by Lulav, by Mincha, don't end it. Reb Safra saying, if the activity you're engaged in now, the length of it, let's say you get a haircut, a haircut takes a half hour, not for me, haircut takes a half hour, then if you started a haircut at 5.15, you got to tell the barber, you know, I, I, stop, i gotta, I got to step out for a minute. Because that, not make sure you finish before Shkia. Because the activity you started is an activity that will bump up into Shkia. Therefore, Rav Safra's halacha is not make, make mincha by Shkia. You don't need Rav Safra for that. 
You don't need Rup Safra for that. Rup Safra is halach and interrupting an activity. So Rup Safra is saying, if the activity you're starting to be engaged in now is generally one that lasts till Shkia, you must stop that activity now, even though it's an hour to Shkia. But since the normal length of said activity is an hour, then you must interrupt your Suda now. And the Gemara is saying, oh, that since we accommodated a kasha, and we needed to invoke Reb Safra, so Reb Safra is real, which means until now we were fighting, no, 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 I, like, Reb Safra is very, very steep, I don't want to talk, I don't want to invoke him, I don't want to bring him in, so I tried saying your question is stupid, what a horrible question, like, I'd much rather tell you your question is stupid than invoke Reb Safra, so then you worked until the end, and you found a legitimate question that I could not dismiss. <coughs> so since I couldn't dismiss your question, because it's a steer and durabonance, you know by the rest, eh? It's a steer and durabonance. And oh no, the only way to answer the steeras is with Rab Safra. So Rab Safra's la'alacha. Rab Safra's la'alacha, it's a whole new game. It's not just finish, you know, you don't hold the discussion. It's not just finish mincha bashkiyah. It's stop your activity now. So no, so your kids ask you, what are you doing? I, I got to have mincha. Well, but mincha is not for another hour. Yeah, but supper takes an hour. So you have to stop supper. That's what supper is all of. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. My, I mean, my question is really from Rashi. Because Rashi right. says, in my kusha, right, early on, in my kusha, According to what you're saying, maybe you should have said Tervayu with the Lekashois. We're trying to get out of Rapsafra. Tervayu with the Ikashois, and still by a Dairaisa will bust you. Which is a massive Kiddush, which means it's 11 in the morning. It sounds like from there that everyone would agree. And you start hiking up breakfast at 11 in the morning? Chuck the omelet. That's a bigger chiddush, right? Bigger chiddush. If a safra's dim that you have to be masik in chiddush, <laughs> then wouldn't you we limit it to that to that chiddush, right? So my question is, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying we wanted to say Reb Safra because of that chiddush, but in other words, I'm able to avoid Reb Safra. It's so, so we're saying why is that any better? No, so fine, by the by the by the rice it's fanatical, but by drabona, which is most cases. Most things are drop on, especially in a daily basis, it's drop on. I'd love to ignore Rapsafra. Why would I love to ignore Rapsafra? Because Rapsafra is not saying the classic thing. No one's here. We're not here to debate should you stop your meal for Shkia. There's no debate about that. You definitely have to. Yeah. So, so that's. Well, I'm not trying to avoid saying that. And, I'm, and I don't want to end up saying that because, like, duh. I'm trying to see if this Rapsafra, which is a game changer. Which is like, it's an hour to Shkia and I'm making you stop your activity. Because it's going to take you to Shkia. That's what Safra's did. So, so in other words, in, in other words my, the, 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 the way to score is to make Safra necessary. The way to defend, the way to defend is to make Safra not necessary. So the whole game in the Gemara was to make Safra not necessary. The win at the end of the Gemara was, aha, gotcha. So basically, we started this parak describing what is a rule of, what is a hadas, what is an arava, what is an esri, and what parcels them. We then 
discussed how to tie them together. And then we discussed what do you do with them? You shake them during howl. So we then got a little off the beaten track, you know, when you shake them during the day yesterday. And now we basically stopped talking about Lula for a little while and we talk about hollow for a little while. Now, as we'll see in a minute, as we'll see in a minute, hollow is a very interesting development. Hollow is a very interesting history. In the time of the Mishnah, one person would read hollow for everybody and be mighty everybody, because apparently, in the olden days, no one knew hollow. They didn't have Sidurim. And, and since no one knew how about Peh, wasn't said on a daily basis, then one person was might see everybody in Halo. So that is where the Mishnah's starting point is, that you need somebody to be might see you in Halo. Mishahaya Eved, a person who had an Eved, a Isha, a Katan, Rather than having a regular adult male be mitzi him in hollow, rather than having an adult male like it should be, someone who's a bar chiyuva being mitzi him in hollow, instead he had somebody who's not chayiv. Mishahaya ever aisha aikatan makrin aisai, reading hollow for him. So you're not yitzi. There's no din of Shemeya Ka'ina, which is what you're going to need over here. There's no din that somebody could be mighty you if that person themselves is not chayiv. Just take two seconds to point out a famous, famous, famous Machlekes Rashi Taisis over here. It's mashma from here that women are potter from halal, which is Taisis of sheep. Obviously, because it's a mitzvah says Eshaz Magrom. So you think it's Pajit? Oh, yeah. right, so. oh, so Rashi holds, Shragi, that Howell's not the Raisa. So Howell's Drabonon. If something is Drabonon, why are you chayiv to do it? Who bound me to listen to the Rabonon? The Torah gave a laugh. The Torah gave a laugh of Lysosser. Torah said, you're over on a laugh if you don't listen to the Chachamim. So it comes out that all mitzvahs durabonon are loisaseis. So ner Hanukkah is a loisase. Mikra Megillah is a loisase. All mitzvahs durabonons are really loisaseis. Because as far as the parents concerned, they never said to read Howl. They just said, listen to Howl. You better not ignore the Chacham. Loisaser, don't stray. So it's a lav. And women are having all lavin. So Rashi holds there's no such thing <coughs> as a woman being putter from a Durabana, even if it's a mitzvah as my grandma. It's like slightly counterintuitive. A Duraisa, a woman's putter from because it's a mitzvah as my grandma. A Durabanan, a woman's chayven, even if it's a mitzvah as my grandma, because there's no such thing as an essay Durabanan. Those Durabanan. Every so, drabon is, is, is a, is a lav, and we were having a lav. Drabon is only commanded men, not women. So, so the Rabbanon only commanded men and not women. Is that true? Some things. I don't know. 
Then, then because we have to say, Ach, then a woman wouldn't be able to make a bracha even like even like your amma. But how if that's true? They're allowed to read hal, so they're not they're not not archiyuva, they're not not included. So they wouldn't be able to make a bracha on hal ones half hal. Or or whole hal. So try just because you ask. Oh, so so the Briska Rav says. Briska Rav says that lulav is dairaisa, and halal is how you fulfill lulav. Memela halal on sukkis says the Briska Rav is dairaisa, because the only way to be makai of lulav properly, fully is with Hallel, and since, how, since uh, Lulav, on the first days of Mitzvah, that's why women are putter. That's why women are putter. And notice what the Briskarov did is upgraded Hallel to Deiraisa. How? By attaching it to Lulav. Once it's upgraded, it's Deiraisa. Oh, now we can putter women. It's, it's you know, mamish counterintuitive type of thought. But, but that would only be the first day. That would only be the first day. And then you're 100% right. The mission will be listed. Let me do the first day. By, by the Seder. Because I feel like you're next. Yeah, but not by day. Right. Right. And not when you say how. That thing you do. Yeah. <laughs> when we start the Seder 20 minutes before you. Um, says the mission. Make sure you finish before Chatzos. Yeah, that's what that all helps in the process. So why you know the Ramos might finish Halal before Chatzos. Why is that according to Rashi? According to Rashi, then why are you not? Why are you? Why should a woman not be Mitzvah Man? Oh no, because women are potter. And knows this is what we did. We made it Daraisa. Now it's a regular old Mitzvah Sheshes Man Women are potter. So they said it's a lot. If it would be Drabbanan, it would be a lot. Oh, so you mean the brisk rush? Yeah, the brisk rush. Yeah, to answer for Rashi. Yeah, There are other answers, but that's like the most gishmak. So says the Mishnah Nacham. Misha haya eved aisha aikatan makrin aisa. If a katan is reading for you, so what they're doing is absolutely <laughs> helpless. It doesn't help you. It brings you no closer to being yaitza. So what you have to do is. You have to answer after them what they're saying. Which means they get you nowhere. So what you have to do is basically parrot them. They say one line, you say one line. They say one line, you say one line. Because they're not being mighty, you have to be mighty yourself. But at least they're helping you read the words. But says the Mishnah, Vitave Lai Meira. And it should come to him a curse. Rashi says, why does he deserve to be cursed? Because one of two things. Either he doesn't know how to read, so we're like scolding him. Like, come on, get what's broken, learn how to read Hebrew. At least learn how to read Hal. And if you do know how to read, and you're just being generally lazy, <laughs> then you get a bigger curse. Because like, come on, you know how to read, and you're having some lady be mighty you and Hal, come on. You could do better than that. But, says the Mishnah, But if a regular adult male is reading Hal to him, All you have to do is respond in the affirmative by saying, Which Rashi points out is we see that that is how to be Yaitse 
when someone is being mitzi by repeating the first word. And Rashi's source is what we had a couple weeks ago in the parsha. That how did Az Yashir go? Moshe Rabbeinu said, Ashir Lashem Ashir Lashem. Then Moshe Rabbeinu read the second pasuk. What did they say? Ashir Lashem. <coughs> then Moshe Rabbeinu read the third pasuk. What did they say? Ashir Lashem. The way to affirm somebody else making a proclamation for you is by restating the first word of what he said. So by Shiras Hayam, it was Ashir Lashem. And by Halal, it's the first word of Halal, Halalukah, which we'll see in a minute is where our custom comes from to say Halalukah in the end of the first paragraph of Halal. That is a remembrance of this. We'll see that in Gemara in a minute. Why is there a problem of telling them that you're by a man? Because you're Yaitse. Because you're Yaitse. In other words, if you're doing something. My first answer is good cash, and what I'm about to say is not satisfying. The only thing I could say, again, uh, your cash is better than my tarot, is that, is that, listen, if you can't read and thought you have a man reading for you, okay. I mean, if, if you, you like, lowered yourself to like, having your six-year-old kid read for you what he learned in, in Gan that week, is, is that not a wake-up call to you? And as cold as mine, you know, you have, you know, a Rebbe reading for you. Okay, fine. The Rebbe read how, you, you know, this is what it came to, and you're still not learning how to read? I like your Kashmir. Kashmir is not like Kashmir today's generation. Why? The one reading gets accepted. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're doing Hagba. Um, the, do you see the Hagba initiative? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That went viral. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't let that go. Did they show women at the Hagba? Says the says the Mishnah. I'm sorry. Says the Mishnah. Am I a gold macro of Ainav Akrov Halavuka? If you have a minute to double up sentences in hollow, go right ahead. Now this Rashi, we have to read this Rashi inside because I don't know about that. But Rashi points out a fascinating thing about hollow. So it's the last Rashi in the Mishnah, Lichbo. Says Rashi, Lichbo kol pasik upasik, to double up, repeat each pasik. Vinagu came, and where did this come from? For instance, say, twice, or twice, or those last four psukim twice. Where did that come from? What? Chazanim, yeah. yeah. So they say the word six times. <laughs> that parsha, every sentence is doubled. Now, don't fall into the trap of looking for literal doubles, because it's not literally double. But, Every single Pasik doubles up a phrase. And he's going to go through it, Rashi. For instance, <laughs> Why? Because both the Haidu in the beginning and the Haidu in the end, everything in the middle of that parsha is doubled up. So Haidu, the first thing in that parsha, remember, what we say, 
That's one parsha all the way till the second till on a, till till the end of till the end of Hal. So the Haidu, where's the doubling of Haidu? One in the beginning, one in the end. So that's that's one though. Continues the parsha. The next pasuk is then Yomer no Yisrael Yomer no Beis Aaron Yomer no Yirei Hashem. That's triple, so that's even better than a double. So the Yomar no is then repeated three times. Again, not the entire Pasik, but the <laughs> idea is doubled, even tripled. Then, Shleshpam. Then, Minametsar Karasi Ka, Anoni Bamerchad Ka. So we see that Pasik has a double. It has Ka twice. Um, Hashem Li, Hashem Li. But then the next pasuk is Hashem li Then Tevlach says Hashem, and then Tevlach says Bindivin. Savuni b'shem Hashem, Savuni kiamila. Savuni is also double. Dechai dechisani. Vehili liyeshua. So dechai dechisani, double. Hili liyeshua and Korina viyeshua. Then Yemin Hashem veisachayil, Yemin Hashem reimema. Once again, Lamovis is double. So we have a, 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 an incredibly long pattern going on over here. Triple, double, 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 double. My guys in the would say Russell Westbrook. Anyway, you have many, um, many doubles one after the other. And then, and then all of a sudden drops like a hot potato. No, no more doubles. So therefore, that's what it's pshadik means that they started doubling. We just in order to keep the symmetry, to keep the symmetry, that the rest of the paragraph was all doubles. So to keep it symmetrical, we said twice. Now, not so. Now, very simple. What, what purpose? Because you see that the. If it wasn't important enough for Dabin Amalek to, to, to double it. Yes, yeah, so we're not so we're not going to invent Psukim. Dabin Amalek didn't repeat any Psukim. He repeated phrases. We don't have the chutzpah to chop up phrases and pick words to double. But to double a Pasik that was said in, in consonance with the pattern, that we're able to do. If, what, 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 what are we trying to accomplish? That, that in other words, the Tehillim we see is doubleable. So if any phrase that double mouth didn't double, we want the double bracha, we'll chaper on a double. But in other words, because you see that double mouth put in the double feature. I don't know like, shouldn't we think that double mouth didn't feel like the front to double that, then why are we doubling it? So that's why the Mishnah says it's, it's okay too. Yeah, no, it's a good point, and that's what the Mishnah needs to say. It's okay to do it, but it's not a chiv to do it, so if your minute is not to do it, don't do it. Why are we doubling the same because it's a wall Exactly. That's one that, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, in a place that has the custom to double up the Pasuk and then Yichbal, do, do so. Lifshed, to keep it simple, which means, like you're saying, just because it was double till now, it doesn't mean you have to do it. So if the minigam malkam is not double afterwards, lifshite to keep it simple, yifshite keep it simple, don't double it. And levarech yivarech, not anymore. You'll see this whole mission is not again nowadays. It wasn't even again in Rova's days. 
And finally, Levorech Yevorech, the people that have a custom to make the bracha at the end of Halal should make the bracha at the end of Halal, Shaloi Levorech, and those that have a custom, not Takokim and Gamatina, and everything you should keep with your custom. Says the Gemara, which is a repetition, but this is referring to benching. Rashi points out that there is no halachic nafgamina to this comparison we're about to make. It's just that we find the same concept by benching, so we bring it here. The halacha is, Ben a son who's a katan, could bench for his father. Now Rashi explains, understand, a katan's only kind of Why do you have the same problem? And it doesn't say you have to repeat like it does by Halal. So the Gemara and Brachas, and Rashi brings this here, says that it's going where the father only ate a sheer drabana. The father washed and ate bread less than a kezayis. Therefore, it's only chayiv to bench midrabanam, so his son, who's only chayiv in benching midrabanam, can be him. A minor son, a, a uh, cotton, could bench for his father. And an Eved, who's also Potter Mimitzis, is Mavarech Larabai. And a woman could bench for her husband. But the Chachamim said, once again, a curse should come to anyone who his wife or his kids have to bench for him for the same reason that please learn how to bench. Okay. So now, the Gemara starts an interesting series of memories. Rashi explains that by the time Rav wrote, Rashi and a lot of Rishayim agree to Rashi, a lot of Rishayim agree to Rashi, that by the time Rav rolled around, the situation changed. The situation on the ground changed, and people knew how to say halal. So by and large, people would say halal on their own. But says the Gemara, Omar Rav, Hilchisa Gevirta, many great halachas, Ika we can learn out, from the Minhagim in Halal, which means the Gemara is going to point out several oddities, so to speak, several different zachim in Halal that are not typical. And the Gemara is going to show what each one is telling us. Because part of the problem with having a perfect world is you don't know how to deal with an imperfect world. So in other words, in Europe, in Europe they knew exactly what you're allowed to eat if it's not glott. And they knew how to you know, check for bugs because they didn't want to throw out lettuce so fast. So a lot of halachas that nebuch they had to know in Europe because things stunk there. <coughs> We don't know nowadays, because like, you know, it's not Beis Yezif, I don't need it. Because who cares, it doesn't cost me anything more to buy Beis Yezif, and then, you know, don't, don't hurt me, you know, and then So in a perfect world, you forget a lot of kudos. So Rashi explains, Rava is going to point out that a lot of things we do during Halo are different to tell you what could be if you need it. Which means nowadays we all read our own Halo. And everything is everything's great. 
But if we would do this for enough time, we would forget how to read Halal in a B'dievedika situation. So says Rava, we do a lot of different little minhagim and Halal to remind us of halachas that used to be in halal or sometimes need to be in halal, and they're just there to remind us of how to deal with an imperfect world. For instance, in I don't know if we do this, some shows maybe do. So when the chazan starts, you know, Baruch then the chazan says hallelujah, and then everyone is supposed to respond hallelujah. That we're supposed to say hallelujah, the first hallelujah, responsively for hallelujah. Yeah, 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 a lot of these are, yeah. Says the Gemara, who I'm hallelujah, the heinem from hallelujah, mikan, from here we learn out, shemitzvah is hallelujah, that it's a mitzvah to answer hallelujah. What does that mean? That means that. Nowadays, there's no real need to answer hallelujah because we're each saying hallel on our own. But back in the day, when one person who's a girl would say hallel for everybody, then the way that everybody would be say with him would be by affirming hallelujah. So we, nowadays, even though we're all reading hallel on our own and do not need <coughs> the chazan to be maitziyas, we're not being yaitzay with shemeya ka'ina, but we still want to show that the right thing to do is to proclaim hallelujah after you hear it from the chazan. So we do it, but it's really, it's not necessary. It's like an anachronism. It's something from back in the day that's not necessary anymore. Not only on your own hallelujah? You are. You're not saying an extra one, but... No, but you're answering, you're finishing up with the Halaluka on, on, on your own, not, not for the Chazan, for yourself, what, what you're saying. Yeah, so that, what, what, um, yeah, but the fact that we do it responsibly. Hu Aymer, Halaluah Avdei Hashem, so then the Chazan goes through the whole first paragraph, and then, what do we say at the end of the first paragraph? We say another Halaluah. At the end of the whole first paragraph of Shema, So why do we say that extra hallelujah at the end of the first paragraph? Mikan, this is to teach us the halacha, that beside it's a mitzvah to say hallelujah when you're answering responsively, that if a gadol would be being mitzi you, you would say hallelujah afterwards. Period. That is another thing that we do in halal. Who Aimer the Chazan says Haydul Hashem, Veheinaimrim Haydul Hashem. Why do we repeat Haydul Hashem in halal? Why do we do out of the blue? We start doing Haydul Hashem responsively. Says the Gemara, Mikan. From here we see that it's a mitzvah to answer beginnings of paragraphs that when the chazan starts off a beginning of a paragraph, we answer that responsively and that is halacha that we learn from here. It's Marnami, learned in Abraisa, Amravchana Marava, mitzvah lanais Rosha prakim. It's a mitzvah to answer Rosha prakim. Now, 
What does it mean? That means that even though you're not being yaitzu with him, and this is not out of shame. What is Russian parking? Why are we here? That's why the taste is strong. That's not a comparison. I mean, yeah, okay, you're right, you're right. Rashi speaks out in the end of the sugya that most of these things can be done anywhere in Hallow because you don't need them. They just serve as a reminder. They just serve as a reminder. So, therefore, you we're just picking one to do it. You're right, Rashi Mahmoud says. Says the Gemara. Who oimer on Hashem Hashiyana vehemer on Hashem Hashiyana. Now, if you look in Hal, it says on Hashem Hashiyana once. So why do we repeat it? Why do we repeat after the Chazan on Hashem Hashiyana? Mikan shem hayakot makreisa oinen achrov mashuaymer. This is to tell me a halacha that we're even twice removed from, which means we're reading our own halal. And a gun is not reading for us. And for sure a cotton is not reading for us. We're two steps removed from this. But we do something different during Hallel to remind you that if you would be stuck in such a situation and you would need someone else to read the Hallel for you and you wouldn't even have a guttle available to read the Hallel for you, all you would have is a cotton available to read the Hallel for you, then you still can do that as long as you repeat after him what he said. And we keep that memory alive by repeating on Hashem Hashiyan. So then why do we say on Hashem Hatzlichana responsibly? That's to remind us of the halacha in the Mishnah that if a person wants to repeat different sentences in Shema, he is able to repeat Different uh, in in halal, he's able to repeat different sentences in halal. And finally, we'll stop with this. Now says Rashi. Oh, sorry. Right, he says Baruch one. They say B'shem Hashem. We don't do this. But in the olden days, the Chaz would say Baruch and we would not repeat that we would go straight to B'Shem Hashem. To tell you, that there, you're not saying it at all. He's saying it for you. Rashi explains that we're doing this to remind you that that's fine. That's fine. Nowadays, we don't use that. But if we would, it's fine. So at one point in Hala, we don't say words, and we're saying on the words that the Chazan says to be us in those words, to teach us the concept of Shemeya Ka'ina, that if you do Shemeya Ka'ina, the Chazen Mamish could be you, and you really do not have to say those words again, and your Yaitse 100%. Okay, fine. We will stop here for a second. Said last night that there's several customs that we have in the hollow that we say nowadays. Now, nowadays, we all know how, and it doesn't matter if you know about that, or if you have a sitter, which is just as good as knowing about that. So we all know how nowadays about that. So there's really no need for any of the special measures that were discussed in the Mishnah. For instance, a gadol being you and halal. Worse yet, a katan or an isha being you and halal that bared repeating you had to repeat everything they said. 
Nowadays, none of that is necessary. But we said that the Gemara, the Chazal wanted that the methods that might be necessary sometimes should not be forgotten. And therefore, therefore, oh, and therefore, we instituted certain oddities in hollow that we say that are, so to speak, reminders of what you can do if necessary in your hollow. And we had a list of them. And the last one was, last one was as follows. <clears throat> Says the Gemara, Hu Emer Bar Haba, so the last one was, the Chazan says, Bar Haba, Hashem. And the people respond, B'Shem Hashem. So it comes out that if you are not the Chazan, you do not say the words, Bar Haba. And that's fine. Here we see the concept of Shemeya Ka'ina, which is an extremely important concept. In fact, we use it all the time. Um, unless you have that minig, when you make Kiddush on Friday night, so one person makes Kiddush for everybody there. Now, Kiddush is a mitzvah essay derai, so it's nothing to play around with. And one person is making Kiddush for everybody there. Women are chayving Kiddush on Shabbos. Everyone's chayving Kiddush. Does each person make their own Kiddush? No. You get to Shemeya no problem. So we use Shemeya Ka'ina all the time. So this is a reminder that Shemeya Ka'ina works. Now, let's do this Rashi. It's a fascinating Rashi. It brings in a concept that we're familiar with, and this is its source. And actually, it's controversial. So Rashi is, I would say, about 10 lines from the bottom of the page in Rashi. He says, they say, says Rashi. And for Bar Haba, the people rely on the Chazan. And behold, no one says those words. And like we said before, if you're being Yaitzu, someone else reading for you, you answer Hallelujah, which says, Rashi, you didn't do here either. Mikan Nilmat, from here we learn. If in the event a person doesn't know, if a person is so illiterate that he can, not only can't he read, he's incapable of saying hallelujah. You know, I don't know why that's illiterate. I don't know, like, but for some reason, the guy is incapable of even answering hallelujah. If he listens, and he had to listen. Even though he didn't answer anything, So that is Rashi explaining our Gemara, how he explained it. Now continues Rashi, I don't know, like three lines from the end of that Rashi, Huaymer. V'chein says Rashi, when a person is davening b'tzibor, v'shliach tzibor aymar kedusha. You have to change that word to kedusha. And the chazan is up to kedusha. So either you came late, and you're davening shmonesrei, or you have a particularly long shmonesrei, and when the chazan gets up to kedusha, you're in the middle of shmonesrei. 
Now, Kedusha is also no matter to be taken lightly. Kedusha is a deraisa of a nigdash di b'seich b'nei Yisrael. So you don't just want to ignore Kedusha. See, so you, you have an issue on your hands. You have a dilemma. On one hand, you're Rosh Hashanah, you can't be Masek. On the other hand, there's Kedusha. That's not something you want to be ignoring. So what do you do? Or Yehoshmei Rabbah. Yishtiku betfilasa. This is we know this eitzah. You stop your tefila. You stop your tefila. V'yishmu bekavana, and you listen with kavana. Varehen ka'inen, and it's as if you said it yourself. And then ukashi yigmar kedusha yachsul tefilasan, and when you finish your kedusha, you could resume your shmonesrei. V'chen yasid revi hudoi goin bal halachas gedelas, and so established. So Rashi says that this concept of is what allows us to do that Eitzah. That when a person is in Shul and they're davening Shemonesri and you don't want to stop Shemonesri but you do want to say Kedusha, no problem. Use Shemeya Ka'ina. And don't stop your Shemonesri, just be silent for a second. Don't say anything chas v'shalom in the middle of your Shemona Esrei. But you're yaitzo shamei ka'ina by hearing the chas. Does that work shamei ka'ina if you're not in the Shemona Esrei? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, we said, Rashi said it, it's mainly for people that can't read. But if for whatever reason you're not interested in saying it, you can use it. Now. So why don't we go remind them of shamei ka'ina? If we, huh? do, if we do, the other ones are not as common. Shamei ka'ina is common. So yes. Yes. So, uh, so the the only thing I can answer you is, is that other shemeya kainas, we give you the opportunity to answer in the affirmative. And here you don't. So when people hear your kiddush at your house Friday night, they should say amen. So that is like a better level of shemeya kaina. Here, like Rashi said, you're not saying hallelujah. You're not acknowledging and you're not repeating. So it's pure Shemeya Ka'ina. That is a lesson that's worth repeating that no one knows. Does the Chazan say the words B'Shem Hashem or he only says Barak No, then he continues like everyone else. Oh, yeah, so, the also says, so we can't learn Shemeya Ka'ina from, from the Chazan, yeah, but from other 250 people there, or 23 if you're in TA, that you could. But it's not coming from Rashi, but you have to not know how to say it. No, not in order to be yaitzah. In order for it to be the normal thing to do. Because that's why it was established. But, but. Good point. Good point. But I mean, you realize, you think Rashi had everyone say their own kiddush Friday night in his house? Was it Aziz? You guys think so? <laughs> you know the chassidim, like the Ramu was a chassid, right? You know the chassidim days, like the Mormons, they take back, right? Yeah. Every Mike was every kiddush every Friday night. Every guy in the house. Every person in the black house. Was like, really? Right now, no. Each 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 buffer, each kid. Each kid makes on their own. Yeah. Do yeah. you guys do that out in or out like some holy? It's it's Yeah. Huh? Yeah. But it was like, what, what, you know, your Zaydis had a reason. Beside their Zaydis, because their Zaydis did it. 
Shaggy is so much fun. Um, I kids her. I kids her. So that's that's Rashi. Tysus and the Rush point out a massive problem. You think Shemaya Ka'ina is so good? This is Mama's checkmate. I'm getting a catch 22. You think Shemaya Ka'ina is so good? Well, if it's so good, it's as if you're saying it's like you talk during Shmonesra. So why don't you talk during Shmonesra? Tysus and the Rush ask on Rashi, if this is just as good as the original, then you're talking. And you obviously don't want to talk. So let's let the guy talk. Oh, so it's not as good as the original. So what are you doing? So therefore, Tysus argues on this. The Rush argues on this and says, no, this is not a proper method. Even the Mishnah Brura says, I'm not paskining, but Lamaisa the Velt does it, so do it. But even the Mishnah Brura does not have a like a straight up hachura to say Rashi's right. So the stipler, and I think Ben, this is what you were talking about. So the stipler has a very nice vart to explain the machlekas. And that is, is how does Shemaya kind of work? How does Shemaya kind of work? Is it like your words are coming out of my mouth? Or am I just yetze with your words? Which means, how real is Shemaya Ka'ina? If I'm the chazan and you're the congregant, you're in trouble. If I'm the chazan and you're the congregant, then I'm saying the words. So what's exactly happening? Is it like the words are coming out of your mouth also? Or... Or, I'm saying the words in your yaitse. There's a din that you get credit for what I do, but it's not like you're saying it. So that's how the stipler explains the Machlegas Rashi Taisis. Taisis says, listen, I'm taking Shemaya really, really, really seriously. And it's like each guy is actually saying the words. So then it doesn't help to do Kedusha during Shemaya. It's like you're talking yourself. Rashi says, no, there's this like in-between stage. You're not saying the words, but you're yaitzah. So twice as long as you just have in mind not to be yaitzah. Um, no, continue saying Tremaster. You're not a stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not just hearing it that makes it coming according to Tremaster. You have to be mechavim to hear it. Right, right, right. Because then you're always talking in the middle of Tremaster because somebody else is saying it. Right. Uh, Rashi says, says you have to have come on it to be yaitzah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that, that's a prerequisite, which is a problem with Kiddush because people space after in Kiddush are not yaitzah, which you know, probably has to do with your minute. That, you know, it's very hard to concentrate on a guy's whole kiddush, especially if the guy's like, Kivu, Nivu, Chatu. You know, like that. Uh, <laughs> my kids are, so even you know, I'm just part- watching how the guy doesn't spill when he's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but my kids are, even as a person doesn't want to be able to say Kedusha, so why would he still allow to say his own shmona? There's no. Yeah, there's yeah. No, I have no choice. I'm sorry. There's no hefsek or. No, I can't. I'm sorry. I have to say shmona So now there's another massive nafkamina in this machlekas. Very, very gishmak nafkamina. We should discuss in the same place. Let's say you're, for instance, at the pool, and you're in no state to make a bracha. You know, you don't have a yamulka and whatever, etc. Or, you know, guys go to the bathrooms, now I'll make a bracha. Can I have someone be mighty me in sh- with Shemaya Kaina? 
I'm in the pool. You know, we'll deal with the, the yarmulke issue in a minute. Use water for a yarmulke. And I want to eat a piece of fruit at the pool. Or I'm in no state to make a broth. Can I have, you know, some frum guy on the side of the pool with his robe and his tits over the rope? Can I have, you know, this guy's in the bubble with the tits on So, you know, can I have that guy make a bracha for me when I am in no state to make a bracha using Shemei Kainim? Says the Mishnah Brewer, says the Kilis Yankiv, it's totally in this machlaikas. If you hold Shemei Kainim is, you get the credit. There's no, there's no as if you're doing it. You get the credit, and that's why you're able to be silent during Shemesh, get the credit for Kedusha, but not to blame for talking. So yeah, same thing here. I could have a bracha made for me when I am in no state to make a bracha. But if you hold like Tysus and the Rush, that Shemeya Ka'ina is like, you know, literally, like my words go out from your throat, and literally you're doing what I'm doing, and literally you're saying what I'm saying, then, then you can't do it when you're in the pool. Then you can't do it when you're in the pool. Because you're, I don't care if you're not actually mouthing the words, you're in a state that's unfit to make a bracha, and you are making a bracha. So you're not going to be semech on shemeya ka'ina in such a state if you held like taisus. That's, uh, that's the other side of this. What if you stop in Shemona and you say your own Lashana to the Rosh That's fine. That's part of Davin. Yeah, but you're, it's not part of Shemona Neither sure is. And neither is Kedusha. Sure is. Each bracha, you must whatever you want in each bracha. Me'en kol bracha bracha. That's part of Tila. Kedusha is not. I'll, I'll bring you a proof. I'll bring you a proof. Like this. What, Drag? Yeah, how about it? Every single bracha. It's, it's a din of the Gemara. The Shulchan Aruch brings it. And like I knew it was never common. I asked Rabbi Berger. I said like, you know, halachal said today, can you? He said, absolutely. Absolutely. But just by your Huh? That's gebracht. It's not on the Shulchan Aruch. I'll bring you a right. If you skip Mashiv Haruach, what do you do? It's a test. You're dead. You, I mean, you have to repeat Shemonesri again. If you skip the same Talmatal of Racha, you're allowed to say it in Shemakalein. Why can't I say Mashiv Haruach in Shemakalein? Well, you know, like, like what? If Shemakalein was like, insert anything you missed here, so then why am I able to insert the same Talmatal of Racha and not... And not the answer is, is because in, in the middle 13 brachs from Esrei, wherever it's appropriate, you're allowed to ask for whatever you want. But you're not allowed to just say whatever you want. So which is an asking, it's a bakasha, so it belongs in the middle of Shema Esrei, you could say it in Shema Kaleinu. Mashruach is not an ask, it's a mentioning of the Gvuras Kshamim. There's no place in your tefillah. But anything you ask, that's me'en the tefillah. You're allowed Anything you ask, you're allowed to ask. And that's not, it's not a hefsek. <coughs> For instance, you're allowed to say Amen Yishmerab in the middle of Pesukah de Zimra. Why? You're not allowed to say Amen Yishmerab anywhere else. Why are you able to say in the middle of Pesukah de Zimra? It's the same Indian. It's all praising Hashem. So it's not a hefsek of Baruch She'amra, you know, Melech Mahulo Batishbachas, to praise Hashem with Amen Yishmerab because it's the same Indian. It's all the same Indian. Anything that's the same Indian is not a hefsek. Mashenki in Kedusha is Vinigdashti. Oh, do Vinigdashti in Middle Shemon Esrei. 
It's a very nice thing with no no shaykhs for us, right? I mean, yeah. I don't want to believe the point, but I'm saying, you're talking about Hashem is going to come, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you're Kaddish, you're Kaddish. I mean, That's I mean, why you're not allowed to. I mean, it's quasi-related. It all I'm not back. asking for nothing by Kedusha. No. I'm not asking for anything. I'm praising Hashem. It's not appropriate when I should be asking for things. You know, I bet if they're up to Achenu Kobes Yisrael, you're allowed to say Jerich Shmones, but not Kedusha. I'm not talking about like what's more important, what's less important, but it's what's related and what's not related. Okay. I think what the answer is like Bela Wumsakin, and obviously you have to be admissive, but Anche Gnasandela was kill all the Dibur of the. Avada, you're right. Avada, you're right. Avada, you're right. If, if you know how to have the Kavanis. But let me ask you a question. So, how come the Gemara says. If a person is not able to be mechadish in his tefillah, it's it's a tefillah's keva. The Gemara, the Gemara encourages chiddush and tefillah. Mm-hmm. Something, you know, you're right, you're right. It has to be emotional kodesh, no? No. 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 Uh, the, um, everyone remembers, you know, a lot of people remember the mirror, not me, not the Remembers, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz used to say in Yiddish, Hashem, help me understand this thesis. In, in middle of Shmon Esri. Really? Yeah. In Yiddish. <laughs> Says the Gemar. Says, go get WhatsApp and get a Says the Gemar. Bo mine merbchia barabba. We answer this question already in Rashi, but the Gemar is now making it official. Asks Rebbe from Rebbe from Rebbe, yeah. No, I asked Rebbe from Shama v'loyona mahu. We keep talking about shemeya ka'ina in conjunction with some word of acknowledgement. So when we talked about halaluka before, the person that was yaitu with it said halaluka. When we talk over here about being Yitzay with Bar Haba, you acknowledged it by saying B'Shem Hashem. When a person makes a bracha for you, you can acknowledge it by saying Amen. How about if you have none of the above, Shama, you purely heard Vulayana and you didn't answer anything? Can you still be Yitzay with Shemeya Ka'in? Amalu Chachimaya, the Sifraya, the wise people. The teachers of children, Varesha Amman, the leaders of the people, Vidarshayan, the Darshanim Amru, they all said, Shamavlayana Yatsa. If yes, if you heard but did not say anything, you are Yaitsay. Itmar Nami, Amr Shimon Bampazi, Amr Bashu and Levi, Bishim Barakapa. What's the part to say that you wouldn't be Yaitsay? Shemeya Kiaina. Yeah, no, Shemeya kind of doesn't mean Shemeya if you're right. Shemeya kind of means if you hear it, it's as if you answered. But it happens to be that every case we mentioned involved him saying something. So the Gemara's like. Not Shemeya Nasser. Not Shemeya Nasser. So yeah, that Gemara's in. Rashi, Rashi answered this for us already. But as every single Hallelujah, B'Shem Hashem, Amen, like. If you really didn't mean that you need that, you're saying a lot of examples that aren't exact. So uh, please tell me if you meant that or not. Says the Gemara, Itmar Nami Amrushim Ben Pazi Amrushu Ben Levi Mishim Bar Kapor Minayin L'Shemeya Ka'ina. How do you know this concept of Shemeya Ka'ina that if you hear something as if you said it, Tchsit, like it says in the pasuk, Es Hadvarim. 
or as called Divrei HaSefer, Asher Kara Melech Yehuda. All the words of the Sefer that Yeshio Melech Yehuda read. Asks the Gemara, V'chi Yeshio Kara. Did Yeshio actually read these psukim that the Navi claims he read? V'halei Shafan Kara. Shafan read them in front of him. Tichsiv Vekro Shafan Lifnei HaMelech. Shafan read it. So here we mamish have a stira. The, tar- the Navi says specifically, Shafan said it. And then the Navi attests, credits Yeshiyahu with saying it. Elamikan, from here we see, L'Shemeya Ka'ina. The concept of Shemeya Ka'ina. Sumar says, no proof. It doesn't necessarily say everything that happened. Maybe it's all true. Yes, Shafan read it. And then Yeshiyahu repeated it. We did see this concept in the Mishnah that if possible, you should repeat what the guy said. So how do you see from there that just because the Torah said, the Navi says in one place, Shafan read it, another place, Yeshio read it. Well, I can make sense of that. Maybe Shafan read it and Yeshio repeated it. So you have no proof to Shemeika in it. Vidilma, and says more, perhaps, Basar, the Karn Shafan, after Shafan read it. Kar Yeshio, Yeshio read it. Sumar says, No, do not think that that's the pshat. The Torah says, Just make your heart soft and humble yourself. Meaning, Shafan meant to give Yeshiyahu Musa. And the, ter- and the Navi says, Yeshiyahu, please take these words that you heard and humble yourself. Says the Gemara B'shamacha. It says specifically that he heard v'loy b'karacha, and not that he read. And yet the Navi, after saying specifically he heard it and didn't read it, says he read it. Period. Let's just finish off to the end. On to the two dots. Don't worry. Omar Rav says Rav. Loy lema inish. A person should not say baruch haba. Then pause. Rashi says even to breathe. V'hadar b'shem Hashem. And then say b'shem Hashem. Rashi explains, because if you pause between Baruch Haba, and then you take a break, and then you say b'shem Hashem, it's not clear what you're saying about Hashem's name. So it could be misconstrued as somebody just hearing someone say, b'shem Hashem, in the name of Hashem. Well, what in the name of Hashem? Nothing? So you just said Shem Shemayim Levatala. So says the Gemara, to prevent such a misconception, a person should not say, a person should not say, Bar Haba, without connecting it to B'Shem Hashem. So you should be careful to say, Bar Haba B'Shem Hashem, in one fell swoop. And the Lema, a person should say, El Bar Haba B'Shem Hashem Bahadadi, together. Skip the two dots, skip the parentheses. Omar Rava, Rava also says, Lelema Inish, a person also should not say, Yeheshme Rabba, that, and Yeheshme Rabba, you should say Yeheshme Rabba, and then stop or pause, and then say Mavarach. Ella, you should say Yeheshme Rabba Mavarach, Bahadeh Dadi. You should say, you should say Yeheshme Rabba together. So the Marsha asks, understand. 
Bishlema, Bishem Hashem, you're saying, Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud, Bishem Hashem. So you said Hashem's name, if you didn't attach it to, if you didn't attach it to Bar Haba, if you didn't attach it to Bar Haba, then I hear why someone could hear Shem Shemayim Muvatal. But let's say I say, Yehei Rabba, and then I, I forget it, I don't, I don't even finish it. So what? I didn't say Mavayrach. What Shem Hashem did I say? Why is this comparable to Bar Haba B'Shem Hashem? Say Yehei Rabba without Mavarach. So the Marsha says, Shragi, that Yehei in Yehei Rabba is Lashem Yud Kei. <coughs> Yehei isn't it should be, it sh- it's the Shem Hashem. Marsha proves that from this Gemara. That from the fact that you're not allowed to be Mavsik in Yehei Rabba Mavarach, you see that there is a Shem Hashem there. And the Shem Hashem is, the Shem Hashem is Yehei Shmei Rabba, Yehei, Yehei is Shem Hashem. That makes sense, because it's Yehei Shmei Rabba, right? Right, it's, right, right, Yud K is, is, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So that's not a bracha, that's not, without Mavarach, it can't mean Hashem's name. Well, so what do you, you don't finish sense. Hashem's name is, well, so you just said Hashem's name for nothing. If you say Mavarach, okay, I get your drift. If you don't say Mavarach, then you're just saying Hashem's name with no apparent uh, use of it. So it's the same problem. So is that the Raya Shemek that they allow you to say B'Shem Hashem? But they answered B'Shem Hashem? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because that would also, no, that would have to be in concert. Says the Gemara, Amalir Reb Safra, Moshe Shaprakamit. Reb Safra said, Moshe, you know, you've got a lot dark, Moshe, Shaprakamit, you're saying very nice, but it's not true. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Moshe Shaprakamit. You're saying very good. Nah, come on. That doesn't make no sense. You're saying good. No, no. You really think that's an issue? Come on. Who? Both cases, both by Bar Haba Meshem Hashem and Omein Yeheshmei Rabba Mavarach. Don't worry about it. Asuke Milsahu. You're finishing the sentence. Everybody knows you don't have to do this. There is nothing wrong with it. Don't worry about it. Now the weird thing is, the Shulchan Aruch paskins that a person should not interrupt between Baruch Haba Meshem Hashem and between Amen Yeheshmei Rabbah and Mavarach. And the question is, the question is, didn't the Gemara um, dismiss it? So Meshavura says, yeah, the Gemara dismissed it as far as Neshima Achas, which meant Rashi was very careful in the beginning to say, She'ein achar mikra'ezhe and breathe bintayim. Says Meshbur, yeah, that the Gemara rejected. Now, you don't have to be careful to, you don't have to be careful to not do it in two breaths, but to take an actual hefsik, that the halacha is, a person should not take a hefsik between Bar Haba Meshem Hashem and between Yeheshmei Raba and Mavarach. Stop here. It's not